Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Astrologer Bill Atride radio show. I'm Bill Atride, and today is our eighth show in 2022. And it's sort of a, it is a continuation of our show we had back in early October, October 5th, I think it was, or whatever, uh, a couple weeks ago, um, where we were considering hopefully Pluto, Neptune, and maybe throwing in Uranus and what's going on in the USA chart right now. And I only, only is able to do Pluto. So today is a continuation. I'm going to be focusing on Neptune, weaving a little Pluto into that. Uh, and maybe continue this or go on to other topics in shows later coming up here in November. Um, but today, that's what I want to do. I want to continue what we were talking about. And of course, uh, after doing that little chat, I'll open the airwaves to all of you. And you could uh, ask me a question about that topic or something related or about your own chart or someone else's chart. And if you were to do that, um, I would need um, a, a name to go with the chart, just a first name. And also when you call me, just give me your first name. It's fine. Um, and, uh, and also if you have it, their birth date and time and place. And if you just have date and place, that's good enough probably, but time is always appreciated. Um, if you want to reach me for whatever reason to suggest a topic or, or maybe get a reading, which is what I do, um, it's my email is the best way to reach me. I'm on it all the time, which is my name, Bill Atride at gmail.com. That's B-I-L-L-A-T-T-R-I-D-E at gmail.com. Or you can find me on various media platforms from Facebook to Instagram and all the, the blog sites and whatever. And there's ways there of contacting me, sending me an email or calling me uh, on my number. So uh, many ways to reach me if you wish to. Um, and again, a couple of notes of what's going on out there right now, as today is the beginning of Scorpio, and I'm still writing my Scorpio posting, so hopefully to get that up later today. Uh, but Scorpio began early this morning here in the East Coast, and actually coming up in a couple of days, uh, uh, it is going to be on this uh, Tuesday, we're having a solar eclipse at the beginning of Scorpio, like two degrees of Scorpio. Uh, and that will um, be mostly visible in Europe and in Northeast Africa, but so nothing here for us to see. Um, but certainly it's always a significant event when, when we have this alignment of the sun and moon and earth allowing for one to obscure the other. So we get the solar and then the lunar eclipse will be about two weeks later uh, coming up as well. But also another really big turning coming up here, and this is going to be a week from today, and that's uh, on Sunday the 30th. Um, that's when the planet Mars, which many of you might have noticed already is making some shifts or changes as it slows down, it will turn stationary retrograde uh, in the morning of uh, October 30th and remain retrograde until January the 12th. Um, just as Mercury retrograde is an opportunity for all of us to go back and review and repair and correct our thoughts and ideas and communications, and Venus retrograde is an opportunity, 40 days in length, for us to sort of go on a journey of reexamining our values and our sense of self-worth and our experience of love, so too Mars retrograde is an opportunity for us to reexamine our desires and our actions and how we're seeking to accomplish or move towards our goals in our life. So it's both where we're going and how, why are we going there and how are we getting there questions will be much more prevalent in those several months, actually, from late October, all of November, all of December into mid-January 
with Mars being retrograde. So a long opportunity there for uh, re-examination and reflection. Okay? All right. Uh, and uh, so now what I want to do is turn to uh, the topic for today. And again, I apologize for it being a little lengthy, but I'm just trying to cover all the bases here. And hopefully maybe I'll do some shorter talks in other shows. But here we go. Um, so in my previous show on October 2nd, um, I had hoped to talk about both the Pluto return to its natal position to the USA chart and Neptune, Neptune's opposition to its natal position, too. Unfortunately, uh, there wasn't enough time to do both, so we should consider today's show as part two of that previous show. But I, I say we should keep in mind, though, that in order to discuss and understand any one of what I call this triad of spirit, the three-in-one of Pluto, Neptune, or Uranus, that we will only understand any one of them when we also see that each one is necessary to the other two because they are the principal avatars of integral nature of spirit in our system. I like to think of these three in this manner. Uh, Pluto is the holder of the will and shapes and molds every energy form into a definite or defined container of spirit, whether that be a monad or atom or cell, organism, planet or star. Neptune is the holder of the universal energy form of unconditional love which is what I would think is called the energy substance at the root of all or the one. This love of the one is the root source of the spirit life consciousness for every particle of creation. And then Uranus is the holder of the quintessence of spirit because each and every particle of creation is also an individual. By this, we also know that all of creation is formed by the innumerable individual sparks of the divine, every one of which is following their own swabhava to be and become a unique instance or expression of the one divine light. What we have been discussing for quite some time now is that two of these avatars of spirit have made critical alignments in the USA chart. Pluto has reached the end of its first cycle of 245 years around the solar system and has returned to Pluto's natal position here in 2022. The USA is experiencing its first ever Pluto return, and this is most important as we discussed last time. Meanwhile, though, Neptune is opposite to its natal position, as it was only once before from 1858 to 1859. The combination of these two alignments, along with influences emanating through Uranus, can illuminate and guide us through the moment we are in now. For today, let's look at the importance of Neptune in the USA chart and the cycle of its messaging for the past and how that may guide us here today. What we need to appreciate is that Neptune has one of the most significant placements in the chart of the USA, being close to the midheaven, the realm of destiny, and located in the ninth house of truth and law and belief, and what I like to understand as the house of storytelling. Neptune is the avatar of the ultimate and universal energy form, which is spirit life consciousness, and it is this which forms the most infinitesimal of particles on up to the heavenly hosts. And that is why we should understand and experience the creation as quite literally the body of the one. There is but one spirit. There is but one life. And there is but one mind. And it holds the whole of creation 
as one. All the innumerable ones held as one. And every one of us is made of this energy form that you know and feel as divine, unconditional love. It is by this energy form that the boundaries between the hierarchies and ranges of entities becomes translucent, transcended, and ultimately dissolved. By Neptune, you come to your spiritual heart as you walk the path of awakening to experience the blessings of cosmic consciousness, which is made manifest as love, compassion, and empathy between one another and really between all life forms in the cosmos. But just as we have seen that the will of Pluto can be misapplied and lead to the violation of sacred spaces, leading to the sin of trespassing and great harm done to other souls, Neptunian energies may trigger and form by the misunderstanding or misapplication of this dissolving, transcending energy form. It can lead to a cacophony of fantasies, illusions, delusions, and deceptions. We have had historical periods of a greater shared understanding where what I would call, what I call our bubbles of belief, align and agree with one another. And we have experienced times of confusion, doubt, and greater misunderstandings too. But the divisions we are experiencing in the present day, the breakdown of common understandings and the growing divide between various peoples within communities, between regions and countries, has cast a shadow of fear, doubt, and confusion upon our world. We have reached a yawning abyss where we cannot seem to agree on what is fiction and what is fact of what is really real. What we are experiencing is not a local but worldwide breakdown. And this does happen periodically, especially whenever Neptune moves through the sign of Pisces, like now. And though this might seem wholly negative, again, there lies part of our delusion and confusion. There is a very spiritual purpose that drives this moment in Neptune's cycle, and it is this. We are being inspired to move into a more inclusive form of consciousness, but the path to this greater understanding requires that we have to go through a period where we are confused because it is only then that we will let go of our limited understandings so we might perceive beyond the dark clouds of fear and be able to see revealed a new and higher and more inclusive and loving way to understand ourselves and our world. For our purposes today, we need to consider Neptune's role for mundane or worldly astrology, which is that Neptune is the chalice or vessel for the dream of any nation, is the avatar for the stories and myths that inform and explain the character of that political cultural order. For the USA, one of the most distinguishing features of its founding myth is the claim that it is special or exceptional. In the national seal for the USA, we can see that the founders believed that they were engaged in an enterprise that was uniquely different. And they declared to the world that the USA was to be, as the seal shows, a new order for the centuries. Unlike other nations, the USA would be a land for people from around the world. And it would be founded upon a new type of political ordering. It would be a covenant nation. The Neptunian ideal for the USA was established upon universal principles and that it would be unique and not like any other nation. 
Historically, nations were founded upon parochial or limited determinations, whether of being made of a particular people or by one heritage or ethnicity or by one faith. The USA claimed that it would be a land where freedom, tolerance, and community would be proclaimed and protected for all peoples. It would be a new type of nation formed by the many creeds and by the many cultures of humanity. The heart of this creation of a new type of nation was the principle of a covenant community. The USA would be founded upon the truth that each individual's self-fulfillment is dependent upon and is really only made possible by being a member of the community. This principle was stated in our first document, the Declaration of Independence, which says that we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. This declaration was a forging of a new covenant. The principle enshrined by the Declaration and later by the Constitution is that in order to create this new space of individual freedom and self-fulfillment, it would require that the members of this sacred community would have to agree to work within a socio-political system of mutual consent. They would create a space of freedom and justice for every individual, but to do this, we would need to forge an integral balance between our individual liberties with our communal responsibilities. Our freedoms would be protected, but we agreed to circumscribe our individual freedom to preserve our communities too. In the USA, all previous privileges would be removed so that we were not beholden to any lord, king, or master. We were creating a freely formed, self-determined society based on equality of all before the law. In the USA, only the law would be our king, and all would be equal before the law. But of course, what was held up as the founding ideal of the USA was never made real at that time, or even now some 250 years later. From the moment of first contact by Christopher Columbus in 1492 to the final massacre of native people at Wounded Knee in 1890, the near extinction of the native pop peoples was one part of the broken promise of equality and justice for all. The other original sin for the USA was the enslavement of African people until 1865 and their denial of full citizenship by one means or another, even down to the present day. The karmic question the USA faces today is quite simply this. How do we make right over 500 years of genocide? How do we make right over 400 years of racism? Yes, we are at a turning, and Neptune, the holder of myths and dreams of illuminations and delusions, has returned to the position it held as the U.S. faced its greatest existential and spiritual crisis, formed by the division into two visions or myths of America, whether to be slave or free, in the Civil War. The question was then, and quite remarkably, but not surprisingly, is also the same now. Will the fundamental spiritual truth that all humans are created equal and should be treated as equal with love and compassion be made our reality or not? 
I think in order to frame our understanding of what we are faced with today, we need to examine our history and other turning points in Neptune's cycle through the chart of the USA. Neptune's orbit is about 163 years, and it will align with the USA Neptune roughly every 40 years or so for the most significant or what are so-called hard aspects. The dates of those alignments are 1816 to 17, 1857 to 58, 1897 to 98, 1938 to 39, 1980 to 81, and now 2021 to 2022. Most important in these are the oppositions and returns to the natal placement. The first and only return of Neptune to its natal position was 1938-39, and the two oppositions in U.S. history were 1857-58 and the opposition we are experiencing now. The opposition should be understood as the revelation and outcome of that variation of expression from the first or natal imprinting and then any succeeding returns. The seed planted in 1776 of Neptune's dream of America became fully revealed in the first opposition, which is like a full moon, of 1857-58. From Neptune's embodiment of the dream of America in 1776, that all men are created equal, a political and economic system formed in which a very small number of white property-owning men would hold and wield power. And it would turn out that a great many of them had secured and maintained their wealth and power through owning other humans as property. But an ever-growing divide of the ways of economic life and in culture and spirituality between the planter society and the rest of the USA forged an existential crisis in the USA as two very different Neptunian dreams of America came to a climactic confrontation during the 1850s over a fundamental question. Would the USA continue as and forever be a slave labor country or not? The Neptune opposition of 1857-58 laid bare the ever-advancing power of the slaveholding states in the Congress and over the Supreme Court. This was most clearly revealed in 1857 by the Dred Scott decision of the Supreme Court. The decision determined that forevermore the USA would be a slave country because a white man's property was more important than human lives. And so the law of the land would be, and this is quoting the decision, slaves and descendants of slaves were never, nor would they ever be citizens, and they would remain the permanent property of their masters. In other words, slavery would be forever. As a consequence of this clear division of the two Americas laid bare by the Supreme Court decision and by the legislative power of the slaveholding states, Lincoln spoke of the division within the country between the slave states and the free states when he declared that a house divided from itself cannot stand. He proposed that this division would be solved one way or the other and that the U.S. would either become a nation where in every state all humans would be free and equal or that in every state there would be slavery and inequality forever. Of course, what happened was the Civil War and the abolition of slavery and amendments to the Constitution to establish a more just and equal society.
But the period known after the Civil War witnessed the ever-increasing erosion of that more just order, until by local laws and common practice, the dream of a more just America was denied again. So then, astrologers, we consider any planetary return like a new moon, and it's a seeding of a new variation of the energy form that for that planet is Neptune for us now. That would mean that a new beginning was formed during the presidency of FDR in that period of 1938 to 39, and that was with his efforts to restore the USA economy after the Great Depression, while he equally led the USA to prepare for the existential confrontation with the rise of fascism in Europe and Asia in World War II. What is remarkable about this moment, as it will be in the next two Neptunian alignments, was that it was at this time accompanied by the Pluto opposition to Pluto. The remarkable synchronicity and messaging for the USA at this time led to a restatement and rebirth for the promise of the USA so that a renewed effort and struggle was begun to extend equality before the law and have a more or less equal opportunity for self-fulfillment. Roosevelt's New Deal was supposed to be a fair deal for all Americans, but of course this was not at all true for the South and for many communities throughout the country where local laws and customs continued to disenfranchise a great many people. But it was true that during FDR's term and for many years thereafter, the general growth of prosperity in the U.S. was more or less fairly shared by the entire population. The commitment to a liberal state of form of governance from the 1940s into the 1970s created a lifting tide of economic prosperity where that rising tide was seen as lifting all boats. It certainly was not perfect. But there was a general feeling that there was more equity, balance, and fairness in how we created and shared our well-being with one another. But something began to change in the 1970s, and then most certainly in the 1980s. You might wonder, what changed? What happened to the New Deal and the dream of America? There had been a general consensus in the 40s and 50s for both major political parties that the modern liberal order was the answer. But as the struggle for civil rights in the 50s and 60s led to the passage of the Civil Rights Act, which overturned the local and state laws denying full citizenship to many, there rose up a counter-revolution in the liberal consensus. It came under the guise of an economic theory called neoliberalism. And its main thrust was articulated by the president-elect in 1980, Ronald Reagan, who ran on the slogan that the problem with America was the federal government. Once again, America was at a turning. And once again, the planets were at a turning too. In fact, Neptune was squaring Neptune and Pluto was squaring Pluto at this time. Remember, a square presents a choice. It holds both an opportunity and a danger. The opportunity is to rise to the challenge with love and faith or to react with fear and literally fall backwards. This Neptune to Neptune square of 1980 to 81 should be seen as the reaction or counter revolution to Roosevelt's New Deal for America. But what was the result of following the policies of neoliberalism of, of less government? 
How can we see or measure the benefit or the cost? The rise of neoliberalism led to a dramatic shift of income and wealth in the country. The distribution of, of the growth of wealth from 1940 to 1980 is starkly different from that from 1980 to 2022. If you look at the economic picture of these two periods in USA history, it is like you are viewing two completely different countries. The reason is that choices were made to turn away from fairness for the many and to promote rampant self-interested beliefs and actions that led to selfishness, greed, and great wealth for the few, and the result was the decimation of the middle class and the poor. Today, we have a country that is divided into the few, very few wealthy few, a shrinking upper and middle class, and finally the rest who are just struggling to survive. So today, we find ourselves at the next great turning of Neptune and of Pluto here in 2021 and 2022. We are most certainly experiencing great divisions between various members and sectors of our country. It is quite remarkable that just like in the 1850s, when Neptune was opposite to itself and when Pluto was squaring Pluto, that we can see that the very same existential questions are before us once more. Who is an American? Who gets to decide? And are we equal to one another? As I spoke of in my last show, we are at this moment in order to address the question of the Pluto return, which is, what is the essential value of the USA? I stated then, and would reiterate here, that the heart of value for our nation, and really any nation, is the people. And we are also at a full moon for Neptune, just like in the period of 1857 to 58. Neptune is posing the question, what is the dream of America? With Neptune once again in Pisces, the spiritual inspirations of unconditional love are resurgent now, and many are working to meet the challenge of this moment by their commitment to increasing social justice, of trying to build new bridges of understanding and care for one another. But we are also, just like before, experiencing the veil between realms becoming much thinner now because of Neptune and Pisces. And as much as we can hear the calling of our better angels when we turn to and are guided by our gentle, loving, higher self, we are also witnessing that for many, the images and feelings that are being evoked, that they are founded not upon faith, but in fear. And from these dark shadows, we are confronted with the mounting dangers of confusion, misunderstandings, delusions, and deceptions. We are divided in so many ways, but principally it is because our American dream of equality and justice, which is the foundation for self-determination and self-fulfillment, has become increasingly unreachable for more and more Americans. We cannot live our Neptunian dream without a functioning democracy. We do not have that. We cannot have that when wealth and power are concentrated in the hands of so very few individuals, families, and companies. As many have noted, 
the USA is an oligarchy, a political and economic system that is ruled by plutocrats. We are going through a spiritual crisis and the struggle by so many to try and understand, to try to do what is loving and good, well, that is what gives me hope. The challenge is for each and every one of us to remember where our true wealth lies. It is founded in our love for one another. If we can understand that the secret to our happiness and well-being depends upon everyone being enabled to realize their fuller potential, then we will rise together into a better world. The question at the cusp of our civil war is the same question we face today. Will the fundamental spiritual truth that all humans are created equal and should be treated as equal with love and compassion, will that be made our reality or not? So let us face this moment as we must with the faith, love, and wisdom that is held by the eternal truths and light of the one whose center is everywhere and whose circumference holds us all as one. Okay. Um, I always forget to stop, pause, and drink as I'm talking. <laughs> I'm going to grab a glass right now. I think I say that every time. Um, but it's true. Um, so let me get another, another sip here. So um, I hope to pick up on some of these themes in the not-too-distant future, talk more about the confusion and, and on misunderstandings that are ripe on the planet right now, many things that I, that I would like to discuss and look at it from an astrological perspective and hopefully shine some light on that are, are things we can look to perhaps in the coming weeks. But for now, um, let me turn to all of you who are patiently waiting there and, um, and see what I can do to answer your questions and, um, and, and take you up one at a time here. Um, and I'm just noting down where everybody is in the list here. And I don't know who called first or second, because as I said, it never <laughs> lets me know who, who is what here. Um, but I'll, I'll do my best to try to do it in some reasonable order in how you came in. Um, as best as I can imagine. So with that in mind, let me um, put the that down and bring up the, the, my astrology program uh, so I can do that. And let me call on uh, what I believe to be the one of the first callers today. So here we go. And again, I'm going to call on you. I'll mention the area code so that I know I'm calling on you in case you maybe have me on mute or, I mean, or yourself on mute or whatever, and you can go off mute or something like that. Okay. Um, you're on with Bill, and it's area code 928. Who is this? Hello. Hello there, Bill. Hello. Catherine. Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Hello there. Hi. It's, I really Hi. appreciate your show. It's quite fascinating, and I just wanted to say that through all those years of history, you were talking about, I, I was a social justice journalist, and, you know, we saw the <laughs> degradation going on that you yes. talk about, and we wrote about it, and... Um, I think astrology gives us a ray of hope, and, and that is the beauty of astrology. You know, we uh, see the big picture and that there is a divine order in all the chaos. So I want to thank you 
All right. That was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. There is, it's nice to know that there's a, there's, a, there's a beating heart to the universe. And, of course, nothing ever <laughs> repeats. But there is, there's rhymings and there's synchronicities and, and all this happening so that the themes keep repeating. And the hope is that we keep learning these lessons and moving forward. But we also may fall backwards at times. Um, and it's, it is, it's so much more complex than I laid out. It's just a sketch, of course. There's, I mean, this is worthy of, of many books, not just even one book. Um, but to yeah. see, you know, that people often get so upset with the condition of their lives at whatever class or level they're at and wondering why they couldn't or shouldn't be doing better in comparison to others in their community or to others in the, around the world. And what, it's, what I want to make clear is that it's not your fault. It's not our fault. It's, it's a systemic fault of choices made right. in the political world, in the economic order of things where people chose to go one way versus another and led to certain outcomes that were not foreordained. And the, the, the point is we can choose differently and, and make, make a different basis of determination as to how we understand value and self-worth that is more focusing, centering the humans at the center of that or life at the center of that. And our, our duty is to increase and help all life and life forms thrive and flourish on this beautiful planet. So, yeah, um, well, that, I want to keep talking so about that. That is so beautifully said. <laughs> and uh, I, I really uh, enjoy all your shows with your just deep uh, perspectives. Uh, I found I find your wisdom most profound. And it's also interesting that we have an eclipse on Election Day uh, this year. So uh, the U.S. is really uh, on quite a ride. I mean, I was looking at that eclipse, and it looks like it's conjunct Uranus and has all these oppositions and squares. So, um, you know, maybe you'll be doing a show on that, but it's quite fascinating. Uh, I did have just one quick question for you about my chart, uh, which you do sure. have, uh, May 14th, 1953, New York City, yep. 9.58 a.m. And uh, yes, yes. Uh-huh. with this uh, Mars going retrograde, uh, I, my question is, does the retrograde stay in the same house for the duration, because I was reading that once Mars goes direct, it is still in Gemini, uh, like for months, right. like to the spring. Uh, can yeah, you yeah, explain yeah, it, yeah, the, a little the, bit? The retrograde, sure, the retrograde uh, um, begins on the October 30th and at 25 and a half of Gemini, and it goes down back to... Uh, eight degrees and eight minutes of Gemini by January 12th when it turns direct. So it's going to be moving only like 17 degrees or so in Gemini, going backwards slowly, which is not nothing not, not uncommon. And that, but that means for individuals, depending upon their own chart, it may or may not retrograde in one house or go through more than one house. Like in in your case. Uh, Mars is now in your 12th house, but about to turn retrograde and will retrograde back out of your 12th house into your 11th house um, for for much of that transit, much of that much of that uh, retrograde. So, yes, it will be in two houses, you might say, in your case, rather than just one. Oh, I see. And is there a general date that it's back in the 11th? Uh, I mean. Um, oh well, yeah, I, 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 
what I could what I could do is I just I can just go forward here, uh, click 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 uh, day by day in your chart. And there, it's on or about November nineteenth, twentieth, that Mars will retrograde back out of your twelfth house back into your eleventh house, where it will remain then um, for you know well into the end of January into into February before it gets out of there again. So yeah. Um, oh, I see. And then does Mars go backward or forward? Like, let's say by March, is it going into the 10th or is it going the opposite direction? Oh, no, oh, no. Oh. It, it, it's, going, it's going counterclockwise around. That's how the signs are in the chart. So it's going backwards from your 12th into your 11th house, then turns direct in the 11th house, reenters the 12th house, and a few months later, it'll probably be, uh, if we're doing talking March, getting back in the 12th house roughly, probably by May, it will enter your first house uh, and keep going. Okay? Oh, I see. I see how it goes. Right, right. Well, we can go over okay. that sometime in a, in a consult, but thank you so much. I find it really sure. fascinating. And so, oh, sure. Well, it's especially important for you because, as you may know, even though you're a Taurus, your Moon, your Jupiter, and here we go, your Mars is in Gemini at birth. All there in your 12th house. And uh, so it's a more particularly focused retrograde for you because it's retrograding back over your Mars and then turning direct and going back over it. So it does, it will be a more particular message for you to be reexamining what it means to have Mars in Gemini, which means in terms of the actions I take in this world, I wish to be someone who shows adaptability, ingenuity, a curious, restless quality in terms of the kinds of ways I move through time and space, uh, which is what Mars governs. It's like, you know, what are my goals and how do I get there? Gemini governs those things. Um, so right. then it goes back so to uh, what it really... A good time... Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, it's a, it, but it's a good time to re-examine what is my motivation? Why do I desire that? Why do I act that way? Could I be maybe changing my goals and getting to them, getting to something more easily, or changing the way I get to the goal and getting there more easily are two of the things you'd be reconsidering. Um, but I wouldn't program or activity probably until it turns direct, which will be there uh, on March, uh, January the 12th, 2023. Right. Okay, that's great insight. Thank you so much. You're very welcome, Catherine. Good to talk to you. Okay. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, Bye-bye. that was great. Uh, um, let's see. i uh, got someone here. Area code 808. You're on with Bill. Who's this? Aloha, Bill. Can you hear me now? Aloha. <laughs> I, I do. I, I know. Aloha, Bill. Hi there. It's, How are you it's doing? me, Sandra Jean Boyd. Yes, yes. <laughs> How <laughs> nice, are you? Nice to talk with you. It's been a while. All is well. Um, I really well. enjoyed your show today and... I was thinking about how Neptune's um, uh, goal is to, um, you know, bring us together and have that kind of mindset. And I can't remember exactly how you said it, but I just wonder 
how can I, how does this affect me? Like, how, what can I do to help myself the most and to help others the most? Like, what is my well, role I, in it? Well, well I know we, we probably have talked about this certainly earlier this year, that uh, you are someone who's born with their son really pretty much opposite the USA's Neptune, which means now that Neptune's opposite the USA's Neptune, it's also true that in, in your life this year, Neptune's on your son, which being a Pisces is especially important, but for any person. And so when Neptune's on the sun, it basically is asking us to let go in, and, 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 and challenge our perceptions and limits to what we do or know or can understand and go into a period of more suspension of, of, of firm belief and more like wandering and wondering about things to sort of let the magic energies flow through us, helping us to perhaps envision ourselves or envision our world in new ways. To do that safely, though, one has to be anchored in certain practical things so that one doesn't just wander off and <laughs> get lost. So it's good to be anchored by looking every day at something that really anchors you, like something that's beautiful or being in a beautiful space or, or whatever it may be, that you say, well, at least I know this is true. This is something that's everlasting and true for me, and I hold to this while I question and wander and wonder about so many other things. Um, it's a great year for uh, for compassion and understanding, but because of Neptune being so mm-hmm. strong, one would want to watch the danger of over-idealizing sacrifice and martyrdom uh, and, mm-hmm. and taking it wrongly, meaning becoming part of a problem mm-hmm. rather than being part of a solution, or 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 getting all caught up in the the feeling that sacrifice is good and therefore I, it, I should hurt myself now, which is not what mm. it's asking. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, right. It says, it says act, act as much as you can in a selfless, loving way, but not to the extent that you harm yourself. Um, right. And, and get involved in creative activities or spiritual activities, which don't have you as the focus. Like it's a calling, it's a cause, mm-hmm. it's something I'm dedicating some time to, and it's not about me. It's about what's coming through me. I mean, I have to know who I am, but then mm-hmm. the transpersonal way is to let the spirit come through and be focused through our own particular lens or consciousness. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it is a tricky thing, but you, after all, are a Pisces, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so <laughs> you're a little, more, a little more familiar with that there are innumerable ways we can sort of experience reality given the way we can perceive things and lens our experiences, uh, look through different lenses. Um, but this is a mysterious, magical time for you. And, 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 and there should be moments of confusion and doubt, and that's perfectly okay. Um, it's mm-hmm. a sign that it's working. If you were okay. totally convinced and, and certain of everything, then I would be worried. <laughs> <laughs> but if you, but if you, but if you say, "Wow, I had never thought of it like that, or I never seen it like that," and I'm sort of now I'm not yeah. so sure what I should think about this, that's okay because that's how the consciousness yeah. shifts. We let go in order to grow. Right. It can be a little scary because it's nice to be reassured and comforted that what I know is all that I know and that's it. But the universe is trying to pull us into a greater understanding, and that requires yeah. we go through this 
this interim period between certainty and a greater certainty mm. and that in mm-hmm. period we've labeled as humans confusion <laughs> okay mm-hmm. so but a little a, a little things, a place to grow you know when you get to that it, oh it is oh when that when, yeah oh for me i i'll never forget when neptune went over my son it was back in around 2009 or 10 because i'm aquarius and it's when i began writing for the blog i just opened the mm-hmm. door and began letting my just write, which I hadn't done before, but for this, not for astrology. Um, and over time, it became so clear, you know, I was trying to write one way, but no matter what I did, it came out another way, <laughs> which was my, my point I'm supposed to use. So I just sort of got out of my way, which before I always got yeah. in my way, I was thought I put a certain way and I thought it should be like this and whatever. And I, I, I basically mm-hmm. found my voice and, and just leaned into that and let go of what it ought to be or should be. And I've I've never looked back then. It's been, you know, good 10, 12 years now. So, yeah, it it just, that's not what I say. Let go and grow. (laughs) Okay, let go and grow. I love that. Yeah, thank you so much, Bill. I'm so thankful to um, connect with you again, and I just appreciate you so much, and I wish you endless love and blessings. To you and yours. Well, thank you, Sandra. To you, to you as well. Be well, okay? And all. I'll talk to you again. And to all that's okay. on the phone and listening. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Yeah. Okay, Aloha. great. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. Aloha. <laughs> I love that aloha. Okay. Um, let's see who we have here. Um, haven't, let's see. I think this is someone I didn't call him before. Uh, here we go. It's area code 780. Um Who's this? Are you there? Yes, I am. Hello? Hey, Bill. It's Jay calling from Canada. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, hi there. Hi, Canada. <laughs> I'm really surprised uh, here. I got on a late late in in the queue, and then you sometimes on early in the queue you don't you don't pick up. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know well, how that works. Well, yes. It, 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 well, the thing is, it, I, I don't know how the program works in slotting people in, and some people hang up and then they come back in, and so it, it all gets jam, jumbled. And I really don't know from, from, most, from most of the time who's first, second, third, or fourth. So I just click on different numbers because that way I don't click on the same person, certainly. Um, but other than that, I really don't know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, here, here we are. So what, what can I do for you today? My question is there's a number of planets that are in retrograde now. I just wonder if it's affecting my energy level right now because I just feel like I'm just uh, um, – I don't know, tired, um, just because um, I think maybe that might be affecting it, but maybe there's some other influences that may be doing it too. Okay, okay, let's just see. Um, well, uh, I'm looking at where planets are moving in your chart. Let me let me actually run the the entire timeline here, because then I'll catch things I may not be catching in this just looking at the wheel um, and the planet's just in there if I look at their exact alignments and I imagine because when I looked at it just there I couldn't quite tell but yeah I would say the principle that our good friend Neptune's having a way with you right now uh, so that could be a significant factor because Neptune is known as the universal solvent, it dissolves boundaries and limits between one thing and another. And in so doing, it's also 
an indicator that there may be leakage of energies and vital energies when it's a human when Neptune's making some strong contacts in the chart. So that person, Sandra, from before, one of the facts of Neptune touching the sun would be maybe a loss of strength and vitality, more vulnerability to, to, to things and have to protect your immune system. But also, it's a wonderful, uplifting spiritual experience on the other hand, so it's great. For you, what's happening, uh, I would point to more than retrograde planets, which just for me is more going within and reexamining how something is functioning in my life in whatever house it's moving through at the time. You have the planet Neptune this year going over, moving back and forth over the very bottom of your chart, what's the root of the chart, the foundations of the chart, where we draw upon and rely upon being connected to where we come from, whether that be family or, or faith or culture or whatever. What am I rooted in? This is a time when you would be being asked to re-examine your roots and might find that I may not feel as, I may feel very centered at times and feel uncentered or unmoored at times. And because right in that fourth house, right at the very beginning of it, you have another planet which happens to be the ruler of your sign, the planet Mars, as you know, rules Aries. Um, Neptune has also gotten very close to, and is beginning this year, but certainly next year, going to be on Mars, which would affect everybody the same way. But, of course, for an Aries, it's even more important. Mars is physical energy. It's our desire body. It's our, our, our vim and vigor. And when Neptune goes over Mars, one definitely feels that there's been some sort of shift of energy and I don't have as much left over for my physical self. Again, what it's indicating is I'm on this spiritual journey right now and so some of the energy is being diverted to that. So I better pay, take better care of myself or maintain good care of myself because I have a little lowered resistance now, a little seemingly less vitality now. But it's not that it's gone, it's just being diverted. Um, and so I would tell a person, you might have to watch your diet or up your exercise activity to increase your vitality or, and also get plenty of rest because you might feel run down. Those are things that are obvious this year and into next year for you. Okay. Um, and of course, and of course we're all getting older, Jay. (laughs) And so so it's amazing how those decades those decade markers mount up and I always say that people we should be given a manual when we come to earth that tells us every decade what's going to start happening and people go why why is that going to happen then I go because you're older (laughs) it's just this physical body is you know only got so much in it Um, but so it it's nothing to worry about or be fearful about but it does indicate that there's a changing quotient of energy this year next year and you just have to accommodate yourself to it rather than being overly worried by it, okay? Okay. Okay. Now, but the, the good oh. thing is, um, again, um, it, just as Mars and Pisces would indicate, with Neptune coming over that Mars now, it indicates that there is a heightened need or desire in your life at this time to have your actions or goals be set upon something that is even more inspirational or even more imaginative at this time. So, again, you have to watch the, the, the dangers of being too sacrificial or being too much of a martyr. Those things are always something to watch with Neptune, especially on Mars. Um, but it could be a time where 
if I have a proper outlet or purpose for this energy, I could do some really inspirational things right now, um, this year and especially next year. Okay? Okay. So it, it would be really helpful for, for spiritual matters and creativity especially. So if you've enjoyed being creative, you might enjoy it even more. If you haven't pushed, pursued or, or pushed your creativity, you might find, oh, my goodness, I really like, well, I want to start playing an instrument now or start painting now or writing now, whatever, whatever the medium might be. And you might find yourself really taking off in a creative activity during this upcoming period. Mm. All right? Yes. All right. Okay. That's great well, inspiration. Anything else? That's it. Yeah, I'm just uh, looking forward to that. So, yeah, yeah, I'm grateful for your messages and inspiration, and thanks for uh, taking my call again. <laughs> okay, sure. Sure, Jay. Good to talk to you. I'll talk to you again soon, okay? Yeah. Thank you, Bill. Okay. Grateful, Bill. Bye-bye. Okay. Sure. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Um, let's see. I think I don't know who this is, but let's. it's uh, area code... I usually don't know who it is. I just said it's a number. Uh, it's Eric code 610. You're on with Bill. Who's this? Yeah, um, hi. I'm close to Pennsylvania. Hi, who's this? Yes, who's this? Shana. Shana. Oh, hi. Hi, Shana. Sure, Shana. Hi. How are you today? Uh, I'm, I'm okay. 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 What can I? What can I? What can I do? So, are you? Um, the, I have a Shana here, October tenth, nineteen eighty-four. Is that? Is that you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. So, I've got your chart. Um, do you have a question about your chart or about something else today? Um, kind of about something else. I want to know, like, um, quick question is like, do you see me getting my vehicle like soon, like another vehicle? Tomorrow or something. I'm trying to get another vehicle. Oh, oh, oh. So, so you you are you are asking about your chart. What what indications are showing up there right now? I'm sorry. Okay. Um, you yeah. want to get a new vehicle? Uh, okay. Okay. What 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 has yeah. been the difficulty in getting a vehicle uh, to this point? You, it, is there something? Yeah. It's in, oh my my one vehicle I had was involved in a hit and run and um <clears throat> excuse me and uh. I've been trying to get another vehicle ever since because I had to send that one back. So it was like a willing, it was a, a voluntary repo because the insurance went into the okay. court. Um, okay. Um, so let's see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. Um, let me just see where everything is moving in your chart. I do see you've just entered a period where that progressed, the progressed moon in your chart, which is this inner measure of time, has moved into what's called the eighth house of the chart, which is the house of debts and financing and joint ventures. And so it, you are going to be more focused on issues about debts and financing in this upcoming period, which may go along with getting a new vehicle, I suppose, if that is part of how one would get the vehicle or need to finance the vehicle. Um, and luckily, though, Jupiter, though, is marching through your second house of resources and values and money and income, which could generally mean a better time is being had by you, but it's moving retrograde right now. doesn't go direct um, until we get to the end of November. So though you have this benefit of, 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 of 
greater good fortune or good luck right now in this house of value and of, of, of resources, um, it might have seemed like it was getting better and then it seemed to back up for a while. It's going to get better again once we hit late November. So I think you might have to, you might find there's a greater ease in obtaining what you want or getting what you want or maybe getting this car, but it may not come until the end of November. Okay. Okay. So hopefully, hopefully it, it gets there sooner, but um, there is, there is, um, it, it, there's sort of a caution here, a patience here about this matter. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Um, but it, it, hopefully you'll, you'll be in a much better place about a month from now, literally. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. All right. Uh, anything mm -hmm. else I can do for you? Uh, nothing else. Nothing else? Okay. Well, it's great talking to you, Shana. Be well, and uh, good luck, okay? Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, all right. So let's see. Um, I'm looking at people here, uh, and let's call on this person. The area code is 347. You're on with Hi, Bill. Bill. Who's this? Hello. Hi, Bill. Who's this, this? Is this is Tanika. Oh, hi, Tanika. How are you? Hi. I'm okay. Um, I okay, wanted good. to definitely see from you what you see coming up, any changes for me. I just had to go through a big change when my mom sold the house that we were living in in New York, and we moved to Florida. It was not something oh, okay. that I wanted to do this way. I used to want to move here, but like a decade ago, I changed my mind for some reason. I always wanted to move and have my own space. I don't have it now. Um, I feel yeah, just yeah. kind of trapped. I feel kind of trapped and I'm not happy. I don't know if I'm, right. I'm going to stay in the state or if things are going to change for me, but I'm going through a very hard time right now. I'm not working. I can't find work down here. It's to pay very little, and I don't know anyone. And we're closer to family now that I'm not close with. And I just kind of hoped one day in my life I would be able to get away from my mom and my sister, and now I'm, like, forced to be living in close quarters with them down here. So it's like I don't know oh, if this is a place for me or if you see something different happening, but... I'm going through like a really yeah. rough time. I, I can see that. You have several powerful, you could say challenging transits in your chart this year. I could list them and then what that, not that they'll all make sense, but Pluto's going over your Venus this year, which is always a struggle over my values and my sense of self-worth and the necessity of making some adjustments to sort of get through that period because because circumstances are bigger than me right now, and so I, I really have to sort of roll with it for the time being, but that's not going to be permanent just this year. Um, then Saturn uh, this year, um, it's, it's begun to move, it wants to move into your sixth house, which is the house of order and lifestyle and health and healing, but doesn't get in there to stay until, well, in a few weeks, in November, November 10th and thereafter. And that would mean that there is a need for you to look at your life on all levels and say, am I living a life that I can live in a sustained way? And if it's not sustainable, not healthy for me, I know I've got to change my circumstances. Now, how you change that, we don't know yet, but it says you will need to change your circumstances if you find yourself um, not with the people you need to be with. I mean, friendships and, and people who you want to be with and all that, they are necessary now in terms of your the, the life you want to live, the quality of life you want to have, if you're not with your people, you can't have that quality of life. 
But I think it's going to take some time for this to clear out only because the progressed moon in the chart, which is this inner measure of time, is marching through the eighth house, which is the house of rebirth, but death and rebirth. And while it's there, we're often going through some very challenging circumstances of how we're joined with others and how we separate from others and how we manage that process. And once the moon leaves that house, there's sort of a leap of feeling of um, a lifting, if you will, a release, if you will. We feel so much better. Um, but that's not till next spring, spring of 2023. That doesn't mean you won't find relief before then. But that's likely to be a time when you find your, your horizons broadening, your, your traveling is coming back, you're moving someplace else. All that is something that certainly comes into front and center by the spring of 2023. Um, but for the time being, I think you have to sort of find your best way of coping in the circumstance and sort of set your sights on how do I manage this period right now knowing that things will change and new opportunities will be coming, but probably not until the spring of 2023. Okay. I'm worried about me exploding, me and them exploding because oh, yeah. this is just yeah. the bad side of my family that I would clash with a lot growing up and now I feel still like I'm back to being a little girl where they could try to tell what to do and they think that I'm yeah, just, yeah. they can just dismiss me well, like yeah you, 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 there is a I mean Jupiter is in your seventh house right now but it's moving retrograde goes direct next month that can provide some relief but this, so there may be somebody maybe outside this circle of your family who can help you and give you a leg up or lift out of something that's possible because Jupiter there says good things will come to you via other people now. There will be some help coming, a hand extended. But in terms of you really feeling better and feeling very different about your circumstances, that's probably going to be in the spring of next year. And you've just got to sort of find a way through this time by protecting yourself as best you can and maintaining as much as you can your own mental equilibrium. Your, your mind is really being tested this year. If there's anything that's in focus right now, Saturn spending this year back and forth going over your Mercury, which of course is the ruler for Virgo when you've got Virgo rising and you're, you're in your, your triple Virgo. And so the challenge this year is not to let your mind go negative. Even in the midst of negativity, you have to keep that temple clean and think good thoughts. And when someone says something nasty or negative, you know, there it is, but let it go. Don't dwell on it. Don't hold it. Let it go and go on. Think something better of others or of the world or of yourself. That's the test this year is don't go negative. Don't get defensive in terms of your mind. Keep your mind pure is the test because you are so affected by what you think uh, being a triple Virgo. Okay. And you're so then yeah. affected by your surroundings. Uh, if you're around people who are thinking negatively or thinking not like you think and it's hurtful or harmful, you, you just have to say, oh, it's really there. But my way of handling this, this is, this is my opportunity to be more able to, to surround myself with good thoughts and thereby good feelings and not let this negative, these negative thought forms drag me down. That's the challenge of this year. And that will, that will end by the end of the year. You'll be out of that testing of your mind period once we get closer to the end of this year. So it's not, that doesn't have to wait till next spring. Okay? 
Your Mercury's in Leo at 22 degrees, and Saturn right now is about 18 of Aquarius, and it's been going back and forth over your Mercury. And when Saturn is opposite our Mercury, we're literally facing oppositions from other people who are challenging our thoughts, dismissing our thoughts, testing our mind. But always the test is our test. And so you have to sort of say, okay, this is what's happening. I'm not going to let it affect me as best as I am able. I'm going to rise above this and think good thoughts, say good things. If I have nothing good to say, I won't say anything. <laughs> but, but I'm going to keep my mind as high as I can, and I'll pass this test. That's, that's what you're going through right now. Okay? Think about me moving again, like on my own. Well, that's that, well, when Saturn gets back into your sixth house, which is here in early November, you were definitely going to be looking once again at this living and work and lifestyle situation saying, is it working or not working? If it's not working, I've got to make changes in it. How you do that, how you can accomplish that, maybe there's an opportunity coming from somebody in your life who can open the door, extend a hand, and get you out of there. But, but that's because mm-hmm. of Jupiter in your seventh house. But right now, Jupiter's retrograde, and so it tends to go backwards until it goes direct, which means things don't go forward. It doesn't go forward again until the end of November. Um, so I would wait till then to maybe expect those opportunities showing up again. Okay? But they probably will. They probably will. Okay, I've, I've got to go now. I'm sorry. But, mm-hmm. um, yep. but I, do hope, I do hope you just do stay in touch, do call in again, and hopefully things will turn around here. Uh, as Saturn moves away from your Mercury, which is coming, um, the last pass it makes here um, is in the beginning of January. But, but, the, but the movement of Jupiter uh, going direct, that'll happen in about a month, in the end of November. Okay? Yeah, any relief would be just good because this is just bad. So, yeah, thank you. You're welcome. All right. It will be well. I'll take care, okay? Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, everybody. That's, I'm done for today, and I'll be back with you in a couple of weeks. And I hope you enjoyed the show, and I'll talk to you later. Bye for now.